who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, tiny army out there. God, you're so loyal. And we just want to let you know to reward your loyalty that for this episode, we wrote some erotica and smut. And if that's something that makes you feel a little squeamish on the inside, you definitely don't have to listen to it because, you know, boundaries are important. And, um... You should just respect that, and we'll respect you. Buffy and Frodo were in the Hogwarts library late into the night, prepping for the final trek into Mordor. Liz, I have to stop you. Why? Because this already sounds like the greatest story of all time. Hi, Kate. Hi, Liz. Do you know what this is? Uh, I have a guess. This is World World Stealers. (laughs) Do you hear that noise? Uh, maybe? The beautiful noise of a story being told. (gasps) Oh, my favorite kind of noise. Right into your headphones. Yeah. And from your headphones to your ears and from your ears to your brains. And we're telling you those stories because... They were easy to write since we didn't have to make up any of the characters. Yeah, because we stole them. We stole them. It's been great. We love what we do. Wow. Which is not much. Which is someone else did most of the work for us. (laughs) Hi, Kate. Hi, Wams. So this is the final episode of season two. Oh, I'm sad. I'm sad too. I'm suddenly so sad. I just got overwhelmed with sadness. (sighs) I'm also excited though. I why are you excited? Because I get to read my smutty fanfare. <laughs> That's true. And I have decided because we're again here in Philly because I came to visit you mm-hmm. um, for the finale series. Um, I am laying on your bed. I am lounging. Yes. Um, and I feel smutty. And while you were so polite to me and I was so nervous for my smutty fan fiction, I decided I'm going to bring the creep. And I'm just going to lay here and look at you and be like, no, no, don't say um, that word again. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's fine. Mine, as far as uh, smut goes, is pretty. It's pretty tame. Yeah. Pretty innocent. So I'm going to bring the heat. Excellent. Um, I'm going to take my shoes off. 
Oh. Don't judge me. And then I'm going to put my feet up so I can lounge on your pillows. I'm in your bed too, which makes this all the better. Yeah, you're right. Kate is lounging in my bed. She's like sitting against a little pillow fortress. Yeah, very comfortable. Oh. And I'm ready for you to tell me a bedtime story. (laughs) Oh, I will, but. I don't think it's going to make you sleepy. Oh, God. Uh, race car. Race car. <laughs> um, okay, well, tell me about how you decided to uh, make this story. What, what inspired you to get hot? So I have been dreading this this episode because not this episode but this genre right i know because <laughs> i'm from connecticut and sex makes me feel weird you know right they burn people there for having sex <laughs> yeah <laughs> like probably gonna visit my parents and be burned as a witch yeah definitely or like tarred and feathered and mm-hmm. you know we have a town green they could easily put me in the stockades mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, i and you know I, and we both had this discussion upon you know the fact that sabrina and smut were like Kind of that was the together. combo. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, oh, yeah, we're not going to do. Because they're high schoolers. Yeah. yeah. No, no teenagers. That's not sexy. It literally is Sabrina and the teenage witch. Yeah, she is a so teenage it's witch. So I thought to myself, like, A, which characters do I feel comfortable writing erotica about? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, narrowed it down to the adults. And then I was like, which character in that show or which set of which pairing of characters would feel as awkward having smut written about them as I feel writing smut. Yeah, that sounds correct. Uh, so obviously I went with Hilda and Dr. Cerberus. Mm, they're so cute. They're so cute. And also like uh, Hilda has trouble saying the words. Like there, there's a scene where mm-hmm. she's like, well, uh, and you know, uh, you have, and Zelda's like sex, S-E-X. And her <laughs> response is like, yes, I can spell it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that me. That is you. That's your That's spirit me. animal yeah. Um, in, yeah, as a character. So I just thought it would be fun to, you know, write a little, like a little, this is the first time they bone erotica. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I mean, they have like a unique situation, right? They do. Yeah. Because and he is demon filled. He is. So Dr. Cerberus is a collector of the occult, like of occult books. And, sure. I mean, aren't we all? Aren't we? <laughs> and he at one point in his career, like tried a spell from one of them and it summoned an incubus and now there's an incubus inside him. So he yeah. specifically has trouble with sex because he is possessed by a sex demon. Right. Um, and if he gets too excited, uh, <laughs> it like bursts out and goes on a rampage. Amazing. Um, so that's, yeah, that's one of the, uh, the central problems that yeah. they have getting together is like how do they bind the demon in order to make mm-hmm. it safe for them to bone mm-hmm. um and so in the bone safety <laughs> hey. um so like yeah we'll get to that but i also wanted to yes. talk a little bit about my experience researching by like reading some fan fiction erotica oh my god i just want to talk yes. because like it's so it's we're a very like Pro sex, yeah, not please. kink shaming. Yes, no. We love you all, and whatever turns you whatever on, whatever you like. But, but I would like but, to talk a little but, bit about the deeply problematic world of uh, fanfiction erotica. Fan erotica, yeah. Oh, I, and I think because oh. a lot of it is written, I, I would guess that more fanfiction is written by women. It absolutely is, um, overwhelmingly, and you know, specifically young women, like yep, teenage yep, girls. Yep. Mm-hmm, correct. Um, and I just. I think that some of the fan fiction erotica is a testament to the lack of sex education in our schools and also just like a toxic culture around sex. Absolutely not wrong. Um, I wrote uh, fan fiction erotica when I was in high school. 
uh, for Heather's the movie with Christian Slater. That's a pretty sexy movie. It is a sexy movie. Uh, and I, yeah, I remember specifically like writing Erotica that was always like, there was a lot of like shoving inside. There was no like, actual like female orgasm present because I did at 15, I didn't know that even existed in the way that I right. do now as an adult woman. Right, right, right. Because nobody told me to talk about it. Also, every romance novel I ever read was like, I don't want to, but it's going to happen anyway. And now I like it. Yeah. I think there's like such a, uh, so two like overwhelming problems that I came away with. Yes. From reading erotica, a lot of which are actually written, I'm sure by teenagers, but about teenagers, you get a lot of yeah. like Harry Potter. Yeah. A lot of a Draco lot of, Malfoy, right? Draco Hermione is a big one. <sighs> so first of all, sure. and this is the more serious of the two problems, consent Oh, oh yeah. my God. Consent. I know it's not like. I know consent uh, isn't sexy. It's hard, right? Yeah, everybody but like consents not, but like, it's needed. And it is. It can be sex. You can make set consent. I think that was like a big That's driving true. force of my fan fiction was to make it like very clear that it's like consent forward and like woman driven and that's okay that can be sexy too mm. but we need to teach our little girls and our little boys about affirmative consent yeah do you have any like uh examples from the fan fiction that you read so one thing that bothered me because it seemed like it's one of those insidious things that seems like consent but it's not yeah. was i was reading one in particular it was a draco hermione one where he kept saying like i'm gonna keep pushing i'm gonna keep going you have to tell me to stop Mm. And so as long as she stayed silent, he was going to keep right, 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 going. Right, 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 right. So that's not what consent looks like. It's not. Um, I would argue, though, if he, and I'm sure this did not happen in the fan fiction, but if he was like, hey, our kink or my fetish is that you stay silent and I do whatever I want to you and like say you're safe hard whenever you're uncomfortable. I'm like, I'm totally chill with that. But that's probably, I'm very certain yeah. that's not the conversation that was No, had. that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. The conversation was like, I know you're a virgin and you've never done any of this. So oh. I'm going to keep going until you get, but you have, you have to tell me. Right. Not you have to, to regulate as my, opposed to me my being like, male yeah. energy. Right. <laughs> um, so I didn't love that. The other thing I didn't love well, it's not I didn't love. I just think this is funny. Okay. And I'm sure this is I like being it. written by people who are maybe not yet sexually active themselves. Like, absolutely. Let's talk about what your first time having sex is going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of like virginity losing in fan fiction. Yeah. And there's this trope that I just find weird. so funny of like two people will be doing it. The girl's definitely a virgin. And she's like, yeah. I've never done this before. And he's like, it's okay, baby. It's going to be fine. Right. They, they bone somehow right. it's amazing he's so it's good the best at sex it she's ever had her body the only just knows she's ever how had. to respond yeah, 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 somehow yeah. she orgasms the first time Never. and i was like Never. i had a good first sexual experience i, I was with too, actually a boyfriend that i loved yeah, and trusted same but great person shout out to kenny you're yeah. amazing yeah. i didn't come though no not even close and it wasn't because it was bad it was just no like, it wasn't their fault it was actually it was an enjoyable experience it was no yeah. one's fault we, we had a great time Sorry, you're just probably not going to orgasm the first time. You're, you're, you're young. Yeah. I mean, you're not necessarily always a child. I know you lost it later in your 20s, but like still your yeah, brain's not fully there. You're young. You're young. Your body just hasn't figured it out. But it's okay. the best part of this trope is that oftentimes at the end, like yeah. they will have done, and she'll be like, I've never done that before. And he'll be like, neither have I. 
So let's talk about how bad guys are at sex their first time. They're not great. Not good. Um, they lack they lack education. Nobody taught yeah. them. So I, listen, I'm not dad. No, I'm not you know. Again, it's no one's fault except for the public school system in America. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I because I read a good amount of um male gay male fan fiction when i was doing my research because i wanted to be like what's going on here mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. like i don't know i find that hot because i'm a fucking weirdo so listen like we said last week nothing wrong with two beautiful men enjoying each other's bodies yes. and and very like consensually and ravenous yes. and whatever yes. but um there the for the idea of virginity is not as pervasive in uh male on male fan fiction yeah, I think virginity is yeah. very much fetishized in straight culture. Oh, absolutely. I don't um, think gay men, because I, and I don't have any testament to this. This is not my body experience, but I'm very curious what losing your virginity is like for gay men. Because uh, I think gay male sex, gay cis male sex specifically, like there's so many different ways to have sex, right? Mm-hmm. Oral is sex. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just so many ways as opposed to the straight way, there's only one way. Yeah, and it's I weird. Mean, there's I, not, but like that's how we advertise right. it in society. We think about sex as being different from mm-hmm. like manual or oral right. sex. Like, Pleasure, like, yeah. That's, you know, you can give blowjobs, but you're still a virgin. And like, that's, that's fucking weird. Dumb. It's very weird. Because there's something way more intimate about oral sex than yeah. regular old poundy poundies. Because um, you can't pretend you don't have bodies when there are genitals in your face. <laughs> so it's literally your identity is being confronted by a genital. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it's just really interesting. And I think it, I think it is much more of a heterosexual thing that there's this mm. fetish, there's a fetish, fetishization of mm-hmm. uh, virginity. If there are any 15 year olds listening, listening, 15 year olds, I need to tell you, not that your first time doesn't matter, but I guarantee you, you're going to think about it a lot less than you think you will in your future. Yeah. It's going to come up maybe once a year where you go, oh, yeah, that's how that happened. And then it will disappear from your mind mm-hmm. and you'll never think of it again. And there are plenty of other sexual experiences that will reoccur for you that you have in your quote unquote spank bank or even in your just like good memory bank. Um, your losing your virginity is not going to be in there. No. <laughs> like not even close. Like there are movie sex scenes that are in there. <laughs> I also just want to say my virginity. I've never heard the phrase spank bank before but thank you for that you've never, never ever heard that. the phrase i get it bank. i absolutely get it jesus but i've never heard that i can't be- what what kind of fence do they have in connecticut that you've never heard the term i think it's spank around bank. all of new england and that's why i spent most of my jesus. life jesus <laughs> wow well, um, uh, you can't you can't walk a foot in florida without hitting a spank bank so <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm glad I brought that into your life. I love that. Uh, I can't wait to hear your oh, spank so bankable excited. story. It's going to be so spank bankable. Spank um, bankable. Yeah. So before I get started, I will say the final thing. And I, I was so irritated about this that I, I texted Kate and was like, I can't believe this happens. Your oh. clitoris isn't a button. Stop calling it a button. <laughs> Those are my qualms. I um, am on board with all of your qualms. So this is going to be an erotic fan fiction about two people who are kind of uncomfortable with yeah. their bodies getting together and they, they love each other. Like at this point they've already, he has already told her that he, he loves, loves her. her. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, spoilers. I think this relationship is, yeah. Spoilers for Sabrina. Uh, guys, you didn't guys, come just here. Watch it's on Netflix. Like, yeah, it's on Netflix. God, you all have Netflix. Oh, take a break. Go watch it. <laughs> okay. Um, so at the, uh, where my story starts, like yes. they've already had this conversation about how they 
he says like we can't be together because I have this right. incubus. Right. Um, and she then proceeds to tell him that she is a witch. Right. Um, and so she like goes home to do some research about um so yeah, so she goes home to do some research about how to get rid of the demon. And then of course Zelda comes in and is like, I've fucked sex demons before. You yeah, just need a little hard. bit of Damascus steel. Yeah. Um, so what ends up happening, like later you see the Damascus steel and it's like these little bracelets that he wears. Oh. But for the purposes of my story, it looks different the first time. Oh, I see. So before like, they discover like the more convenient version. Yeah, before they like, you know, weld like a small bracelet. Oh, yeah. It's sure. ha- it's it's gonna be handcuffs. <laughs> I um this may not go over well. We'll try it for like the first part of your story. I'm just gonna go ahead and be the DVD commentary of the Dark Lord. I'm just gonna be over <laughs> here. <laughs> Going. Yeah. As ever, like Satan that. is creeping in a corner yeah. watching people bone. <laughs> Hello, I'm here and I'm gonna love. I've got a goat dick, right? <laughs> Probably. That okay. seems about right. Anyway, I've got a goat dick. I've got a goat dick. My name is Satan. <laughs> da, 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 da. Hey, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> the bell above the entrance to Cerberus Books tinkled, and moonlight spilled into the shop as the door creaked open. Tentatively, Hilda Spellman peered around the door, wondering if perhaps she was too late and Dr. Cerberus had gone home for the night. Surely, though, he wouldn't have left the door unlocked unless he was still... We're closed, a deep voice rang out from the recesses of the stacks, and Hilda stepped fully into the shop and shut the door quietly behind her, plunging the, the store back into darkness. Um, yes, I know, it's just me, Dr. C. Hilda flicked the switch by the door, bathing the rows of bookshelves in the dim light of the hanging lamps. She began to walk to the back of the store, then hesitated as a mischievous smile crossed her lips. In one fluid motion, she turned on her heel, whipped a big brass key out of her coat pocket, and locked the door from the inside. After all, if all went to plan, they wouldn't want to be interrupted. And if it didn't, well, no sense in letting a demon run loose through Greendale. Hilda. She turned back to find Dr. Cerberus in the front room, looking at her with mingled pleasure and fear. I thought we agreed to stay away from each other until we figured out my problem. You know, I, uh... He coughed, his cheeks coloring slightly. You know I can't control it when you're around. (laughs) Sorry. Yes, you can't. Oh, no. No, you can't control your sexual desires. Oh, yeah, we haven't even gotten to anything sexy. It's so creepy right now. Yeah. <laughs> also, I on a small plug for my other podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's we watched this porn where this woman was getting casted for a movie, and every time she went into audition with like a new producer, they'd be like, "We need you to be special," and she would go, "Do you want me to lock the door?" And they'd go, "It locks from the inside. Yeah. <laughs> or it locks automatically, or whatever." Yeah. And, and she, I mean, she and was, that man was Matt Lauer. Oh God. <laughs> Satan is in the room. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but that was a fun. She always loved it, so it was fine. But, okay. Um, as long as there was consent. You know, you know. I love when the door. The door is locked now. <laughs> oh. Ah, well, yes, about that. Hilda began, her blush matching his own. Well, you know when I told you I was a witch? Dr. Cerberus nodded. It had been mere hours since he discovered that this odd little woman whom he adored was even odder than he had thought. Well, what I failed to mention was that I, uh, it's just that I'm not the only one. 
I come from a family of them. There's a whole community of us, in fact. And my sister Zelda, you've met her, tall, very beautiful, a little mean if we're being honest, but deep down she means well. Hilda? Dr. Cerberus interrupted gently. Yes, sorry. So it turns out Zelda has a bit of uh, experience when it comes to incubi, that is. I, uh, I learned a bit more than I wanted to know about sex demons, in fact. What did she say? Can I be cured? Sadly, no. And according to Hilda, you might not want to be. She seems to think it can be quite a bit of fun, in fact. <laughs> a nervous giggle escaped Hilda, which she tried to cover with a cough. <clears throat> but it can be contained, so that we can be near each other. Dr. Cerberus caught his breath, feeling his heart begin to pick up pace. How near? How? <laughs> How, How close near? Can How close can we get? get? <laughs> no. It's, uh, I love it. <laughs> keep going. Satan, keep it in your pants. <laughs> you know he's naked all the time. All the time. <laughs> Go dick swinging. There's no clothes in hell. <laughs> they burn right it's off. Very flammable. <laughs> How near? Well, mm, since you asked, all the way near together <laughs> <laughs> all the way in we call that a cervix knocker <laughs> oh, that's a painful one gross <laughs> Ew. okay keep going together even you know if that's something you would want unable to contain himself any longer dr cerberus crossed the space between them and took her in his arms even as he did so, he could feel the demon inside him feeding on his excitement. He pressed her warm body against his and buried his face in her hair, smelling the familiar scent of sh her shampoo. His eyes flashed gold and a low growl escaped his lips. He felt Hilda gently but firmly push him away, holding him at arm's length and looking up at him with a loving smile. Now, Dr. C, you mustn't get too excited. She released him with one hand, swinging her bag off her shoulder. It dropped to the floor with a clunk. Not yet, anyway. Hilda, what on earth have you got in that bag? Hilda grinned. Oh, Dr. C, just you wait. She bent down and began to rummage through the bag. Dr. Cerberus was forced to take a step backwards. Being this close to her was intoxicating. <laughs> I, wa I want all men to describe their internalized patriarchy as a sex demon. <laughs> So that they will respect space and boundaries yeah. and recognize that they have a problem. I, I have a sex demon. It's difficult for me to control. demon that <laughs> makes me a bad person. <laughs> but if we're careful, I could be a good person. <laughs> okay, keep going. I love it. Okay. Being this close to her was intoxicating, enough to bring his demon roaring to life. He had watched her for months, since the very first day she'd come into his shop, able to maintain control only by telling himself that a woman like her would never look twice at a man like him. But now that he knew that she wanted him too, that for some reason he would never be able to explain, this brilliant, warm, funny, beautiful woman felt for him what he felt for her, well, it was all too much, really. Since the night they had first kissed, his demon had lived a hair's breadth away from the surface, refusing to be buried anymore. Hilda straightened up, holding a pair of manacles that looked like they'd be more at home in the Tower of London than in a musty old bookshop, even one with the occult leanings of Cerberus books. The surprise was enough to make Dr. Cerberus forget the internal war he was waging with the beast. 
He looked at Hilda, his face a mask of naked surprise. She blushed again, this time turning a deep scarlet from hairline to neck. Oh, it's... it's not what you think. I mean, it is, but it's not why you think. I mean, no offense, if that's what you're into, that's fine, and I respect that. No shame here, very sex positive at all. I mean, that is... She took a deep breath, studying herself. These are Damascus steel. Very strong, practically made to bind demons. Between these and a fairly simple incantation, we should be able to control your little friend quite nicely. Not entirely, he'll still be there, but by and large, you'll be in control. Eventually, I'll melt these down and we'll come up with something a bit more... subtle. But these were what Zelda had on hand, and I... well, I didn't want to wait. I mean, we can, if you want to. I don't want to pressure you or anything, but... She stepped towards him with an uncharacteristically steely look in her eye and kissed him softly. What do you think? Dr. Cerberus looked at her, lost for words. Then he took her pale hand in his. Come with me. <laughs> too romantic. Too nice. They're too, <laughs> too nice, nice to each other. They need a bone. They gotta fuck. Um, <laughs> I think one of the reasons Satan, I'm reading... relax. Satan. My God. Romance Stop is fine, Satan. Helicoptering your go dick in the corner. <laughs> Just nonstop. So um, kind of amazing, actually. Feeling very awkward. <laughs> that you are encompass. You are true to the character. You are encompassing the mood. I also feel a little awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you feel awkward, but the lounging Satan, in my bed as the I Satan read these sexy stories. That's in the room with us is mm. like into it. Is so yeah. into it and is being a total creep. Always, he does. From what I understand, not want so much romance, but fuck him. Fuck him. He doesn't understand. You know what? These are two consenting adults. Yeah, we well, you know how much he hates that. Warm each other up. Yeah, he's not a fan. <sighs> Satan. Oh, Satan. You don't uh, like it. You can write your own erotic. <laughs> he does all the time. <laughs> it's called reality. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> they walked hand in hand through a door in the back of the shop that Hilda had never noticed before. It led up a narrow staircase and into a small apartment that contained little more than a stove, an armchair, and an old-fashioned brass bed. It was tidy except for the stacks of leather-bound tomes that covered every surface. Usually, Hilda loved old books and would have stopped to examine his collection, especially the copy of Wolfsbane and Witchery, a practical guide to herbs and potions that lay open on the counter. But there would be time for that later. Right now, she had other priorities. I'm sorry it's so small. I used to live down the block, but... <laughs> I know. Let's stop for a minute. He's not talking about his penis, right? No, okay. he's talking about his apartment. Okay, cool. cool Get cool, your cool. mind out of the gutter. How big is this dick? Are we going to find out? Uh, you know I didn't write about dicks. Nice. <laughs> Come on. I didn't either. It's I mean, fine. I assume it's, it's big. He's, uh, he's a handsome man that he's I would like to think has a big dick. He's a handsome man. He has BDE for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, okay. go on. Please. Please give me more. I'm sorry it's so small. I used to live down the block, but I spend all my time in the shop anyway, so I thought, it's perfect, Hilda interrupted. It has everything we need. A bed? A bed. Yeah. You don't even need that. You don't even need that. Right? Um, no. Nope. just need each other. You just need each other. You just need each other. Yeah. Oh. Dicks. Dicks. Satan. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Quit it, Satan. 
This whole scene, we don't need dicks to have a fun, sexy time. No, obviously. He, Get out of here. He sound like NASA scientists trying to send up an all-female <laughs> crew because they're afraid that if men are there, there'll be sex. Sex. Guess what? You don't need men for sex. <laughs> Surprise. Tighten, relax. Saying you're a misogynist. <laughs> the king of misogynists. Uh, we kind of right. love him. He's very cute over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In his tiny chibi goat form. <laughs> She led him over to the bed. He put an arm around her waist and kissed her, but quickly pulled away. Are you sure those will work? He asked, nodding to the chains in her hand. Yes. I mean, I haven't tested them out, but Zelda has, and she lived to tell the tale, so then you'd better put them on me. No, damn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. All right, but take off your shirt first, if you please. He blinked in surprise. It's just that... Once your handcuffs are on, it gets hard to do, and I'm assuming at some point we'll want to be less clothed. Without another word, he unbuttoned his black shirt as she undid the clasp of the cloak around his neck, letting it fall to the floor in a rippling pool of black silk. He lay on the bed, offering his arms to Hilda, who gently snapped the manacle shut around his wrist, muttering in Latin as she did so. As soon as they were shut, a look of relief crossed Dr. Cerberus's face. It's gone. I mean, it's not gone, but it stopped fighting to get out. I can feel it, Hilda. You're a miracle worker. Yes, well, thank you. But even so, we'd better attach the other ends to the bed. Just the first time, in case something goes wrong. Dr. Cerberus grinned. Is that why, Hilda? Or do you just want me chained up? Oh, damn, Dr. Cerberus! Mm -hmm. Damn, damn! Oh my god. Uh, Satan, how do you... F oh, Satan's quiet. Oh, wow. Uh, you, you shushed him. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Dr. C, I never... I mean, I wouldn't, Hilda sputtered. Dr. Cerberus sat up and kissed her, pulling her onto the bed next to him. She let herself be pulled down, but even as she enjoyed the kiss, she took his hands firmly in hers and one by one cuffed each of them to the brass headboard. Then she straddled his waist, slowly unbuttoning her own shirt. He watched her in rapt silence, and she leaned forward, kissing his neck, feeling his racing pulse under her lips. She smiled, and all traces of embarrassment gone, she reached down to unbutton his trousers. Yeah, get your dick out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Satan. Satan, chill. I showed the boobies. What? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, Satan? My God. I will not relax over I there. I mean, they're too consenting adults. <laughs> yes, they have genitals, but you need to chill. <laughs> Just like, let it happen. It'll happen in its own time. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I feel so awkward about I'm this. So I'm red. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we need to go do it. She could feel his excitement pressed against her hand. <gasps> uh huh. That's a stick. <laughs> I know what that is. <laughs> Thank you. Literally, like, don't be catching obvious chasing. <laughs> just let it happen. Just, you know, just let it happen. She could feel his excitement pressed against her hand, and he shuddered a little at her touch. She pulled off his pants and admired him as he lay, chained to the bed, naked save for his socks. Sorry, I'm sorry. I think there is nothing funnier than a naked man in socks. Oh, it's kind of hot, though. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's so nerdy and great. Oh, it's like sexy hilarious, and I want it, wanted it in my stories. It it's depends. Like one of my favorite I mean, Dr. Sherbers absolutely is naked in white socks. If you have black socks, oh. there's something kind of like American Psycho about that that yeah, I like no, no. that's hot. But yeah, he's, like he's in some In like white. a button-down and like slacks, but then also like athletic tube socks. 
because he's a dork with like like compression socks because he's on his feet all day you gotta feel for the guy oh god okay she pulled off his pants and admired him as he lay chained to the bed naked save for his socks which he kicked off impatiently himself she lay on top of him again pressing her body against his until she couldn't tell where she ended and he began Satan, we understand anatomy. It's supposed Quit to be it. coy. This is erotica. Ugh. Gotta be a little subtle here. She's a terrible Ugh. commentator. Never inviting him to a podcast evening again. I mean, this is our last one. Maybe he's trying to, like, I don't know, blow us out with a bang. What if we were co hosted by Satan? <laughs> Next season, season three Liz, Kate, and Satan. It would be a much more fun version of Three's Company. (laughs) Come and knock on our door. (laughs) Hell's been waiting for you. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Okay. Back to the story. Here we go. Are you all right, darling? She whispered. No chance of losing control? None, he answered, his breath tickling her ear. But Hilda, are you sure you want this? I love you, but I can wait. Well, I love you too, and I bloody well can't. In that case, I have just one question. He looked into her eyes, and for a moment, she thought she saw a flash of gold. Sorry. I'm really proud of this next part. I'm so excited. Really I, don't wanna, I don't even want to comment. I want to. Okay. Uh, just, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through it without laughing. Okay. Right. In that case, I have just one question. He looked into her eyes, and for a moment, she thought she saw a flash of gold. Are you a good witch or a bad witch? Yes, yeah, you're a bad witch. <laughs> <laughs> she's not a witch. Why is Satan from the South? <laughs> All right. Okay, yeah. Ooh. What kind of witch is she? Tell me, don't tell me. Oh, Dr. C, don't you know? We Spellmans pride ourselves on being both. And without another word, she took him inside her. (laughs) Uh uh Amazing. uh Amazing. I love it. I love it. In her hundreds of years, Hilda had never had such an extraordinary lover, even without the use of his hands. They started slowly, moving in unison, exploring each other with their mouths. Hilda ran her fingers over his chest, clutching at his thickly curled hair. She bent to kiss him again, and he growled with excitement whispering to her all the things he would do next time when they were sure of their incantations and his hands were free. Anal. What? (laughs) (laughs) Satan! Oh my god, I was not expecting that. It's not me, it's him! (laughs) See, let them get there. That takes a lot of trust. I have to be very trusting. Takes trust in lube, and they don't have any turtles' blood. No. Oh, gross. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Throw back to last week's fanfic. Okay. They moved faster and deeper, panting together with exertion and excitement, pleasure building in both of them until they finally exploded with ecstasy. Doctor Cerberus letting out a howl that could only come from the incubus inside him. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Afterwards, they lay together, tangled in the sheets, each unable to speak. Finally, Hilda lifted her head from his chest and reached up to unlock his cuffs from the bed, though they remained firmly around his wrists. I think if they made it through that, they'll hold, don't you? 
In response, Dr. Cerberus wrapped his arms around her, pulling her close to him. Deep inside his chest, the demon purred with contentment. He could tell it wasn't thrilled to be trapped, but the way things were going, it would certainly be well-fed. I love you, Hilda Spellman. Of course you do, lamb, she said sleepily. I'm really quite extraordinary. She kissed him, and within minutes, they were both asleep. Oh, that's really sweet. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Satan, did you like that ending? No. <laughs> okay. Well, well uh, I guess we have our answer there. Too so <laughs> that was beautiful and great and so truly an homage to fanfiction erotica. Yeah. Like you hit all, all the, the markers. Mm-hmm. You really like, uh, you know, I, I feel like in my story, I, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to like no. be my own version Yours of Yours was very original. Yeah. No, not to say that yours was not original. Yours oh, was no, but I beautiful mean, and hilarious. Mine was purposefully awkward. structured yeah. as. Yes, yours was purposefully like everything that I love about erotic fan fiction. I wanted to take a classic fan fiction erotica and then turn it into a thing where the dude had very little power and it was very female driven. And that he was very respectful, but yeah. not in like a weird way. Because sometimes the dudes can be like overly apologetic. Yeah. In a way that's like, okay, but you still don't like, you're not going to enjoy this. Right. It's like not like uncomfortable. Um, um, yeah. And you that don't was need wonderful. to be weird. You just need to like ask permit. Like, like I like they both checked in with each other. Yeah, I love the like the I love yous in a way that aren't hyper dramatic. It's just like I love you and we had sex together and now let's fall asleep and we have lives. Yay! Yeah. And I also like cuz she's such an awkward character who's like mm-hmm. often a little bit unsure of herself. Mm-hmm. And so I just liked having the end where she was like, "Yeah, I'm great. I'm pretty great. I would like me I, too." They are, I mean, in the show overall they are pretty like Powerful women. Yeah. And they acknowledge it. And, and, and I, oh my God. I mean, I love in the show when um, Zelda to Hilda is like, fucking go out there and get your man, your hot stuff. And then yeah. she puts on that dress and it's just oh, hysterical. so cute. But I also love like that scene. She was like, are you making fun of me? And Zelda's like, no, no, you're, you're fucking screaming. Yes. Go yeah. get your man. Yeah, I know. I, I love that. Thank yeah. you for bringing that joy to oh, me. Oh, my pleasure. Satan is very downtrodden right now with how it ended, but he'll be fine. He's going to be fine. He'll be fine. Go Daddy's go read talking. my story, Satan. You'll be very pleased. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Well, this is the end. This is the end. Satan of the Clowns. My only friend. The end. It's the end. Oh, man. I... What a wild ride this has been. This has been quite as we've done so much this season. I feel like we've done everything. I feel like I've written a novel Mm -hmm. about being a nerd. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've literally traversed states to record. Yeah. As have you. As Um, have I. Um, We have. We've covered every genre. We've stolen so many worlds. Oh my God. We're we're running out of space. I mean, honestly, the reason I moved to Philly and got a bigger apartment was so we'd have storage space for all the worlds we're stealing. Yeah, they take up a lot of space. We're going to have to buy property soon. Oh, fuck. Um, Yeah. Uh, Guys, if you enjoyed this season, we need to hear it. Yes, please. We are so insecure. We need constant <laughs> validation. Um, yeah, Please tell us. We've got to, these these worlds eat a lot, and they're very expensive to feed. Mm-hmm. Got to feed our so, worlds. So you know what would be helpful is if we got more audience members. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't that what everyone wants? Everyone wants more attention in this world, and so if you could give us ours, give us our your attention, um, and then pass this along to friends who you know would fucking love this, because I had so much fun listening to your story, Liz, and I had oh. so much fun. 
listening to all your stories and writing stories for you, knowing I, that you would laugh with me. Also, so I have so much fun listening to yours. Thank and you. I know we really explored some new accents that we were bad at this season. Yep. Uh-huh. Some terrible ones. Yeah. Um, we explored a lot of different ways that feminism can be in stories uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. and we, we really stretched ourselves as writer yeah we made each other laugh Ugh. and we hope we made you laugh and, and if we, we did yes we'd love you to tell us tell us in the form of an itunes review yeah or in the form of an email yeah. as well or, or like a, a direct tweet message or a, yeah or tweet or whatever yeah just, just let us know give us your voice you know because you're as much as we write these stories and put them on and and kind of like give ourselves pats on the back for being the leaders of this tiny army we want to hear our tiny army scream out with joy yeah because we love you because we do love you we want to make you happy a little bit of you sexually fulfilled yeah (laughs) um we want you to feel confident in what you're doing and your pursuits um and we want you to sing songs yeah yeah oh we love you so much um and follow us on at uh, world stealers on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at morbidnet.com slash world stealers. You can email us at worldstealerspod at gmail.com. And, you know, look out for announcements about season three. Because if you think we're going to stop fucking doing this, you, you are, are crazy. Wrong. This is too we fun. Never stop. Never we stop. Never stop. Well, y'all keep making worlds. So, yeah. <laughs> and then don't stop us from stealing them. Yeah. I mean, if you want us to stop, you better guard your worlds better. Also, at one point, Tiny Army is going to truly take down the evil force that is copyright lawyers. Oh, and then, yeah. And then we're coming for all of it. Tiny Army is coming for intellectual property. Oh, fuck it. It's not. Yeah, I love it. IP destruction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, in the meantime, friends, Tiny Army. Are friends, Romans, countrymen, uh, lovers. Hide your kids. Hide your worlds. Because we're coming for them. Goodbye. Bye.